Hey, how's it going? You look nice today. Welcome everybody to The Authentic Poser. I'm Jesse and I'm very excited to be doing this again. I have to share and say that um, I was very, very overwhelmed and very grateful. The idea behind this is just to kind of share some thoughts um, that hopefully God can use for some friends and everyone is very complimentary and said it was a huge encouragement. I definitely give God the glory for that. Um, so it's really cool to be able to, um, you know, have friends, not only just all over America, but also in other places around the world that it's just impossible to see everybody. <laughs> um, you hope that maybe you live in the same vicinity at some point. Um, you know, and thankfully through technology, we stay in touch, but, um, and it makes me look forward to having it as well, uh, when we're all together for eternity. But, um, you know, I'm thankful for that, but this is kind of a way to stay in touch and, and a way to kind of give a spark to a little interaction because it's always cool to hear how people are doing and if they're struggling, just know how to pray for them and, and things like that. So um really grateful for everybody, really grateful to, for the opportunity to do this and for people who did listen in. It's it's really cool. Um, great news. have fantastic new technology this week on the um, Authentic Poser. I say this week, but like I'm going to be out kind of camping if you know what I'm saying for a couple weeks and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to record any of these or I might be able to record like 20 of them I don't know um but just I don't want to set any expectation um I just kind of do these when God lays things on my heart but anyways the good news is we have fantastic new technology that's going to blow your mind and you're going to be really impressed and I think you're going to be really really um just amazed at how fantastic this technology is. Okay, that was not the sound effect that I thought it was. Anyways, um, I got some sound effects and I was really happy from the app and my kids really liked it too. So, all right. <laughs> um, so this week, the thing that God laid on my heart is from J- James 5.16. And these are sort of like, like um, Pascal, if you know Blaise Pascal. Uh, he wrote a book called Penzies. He's actually a French mathematician who died hundreds of years ago. But he um, he wrote this book called Penzies. It's almost just like a bunch of random kind of thoughts. And if you look, it's a Penguin Classic. It's like five bucks or something. Um, you can probably find most of them online, to be honest. Uh, and it's a great read. And you can just read a few of them and then put a bookmarker in there and you know think about them and then read a few more. Um, but sort of the idea behind, at least today, if not most of these episodes. So I don't know how much continuity there is between the thoughts. But the thing, the, the thing that God laid on my heart is from James 5.16, um, a passage many of us are familiar with. Uh, but let's actually let's back up to verse 13 and understand the context of James. So this James is actually Jesus' brother. Uh, yes, Jesus had younger siblings, if you didn't know that. Um, he was obviously a firstborn, being born of the Virgin Mary, but um, he had he had younger siblings, plural, and uh, James is one of them. James never believed. I mean, we have no evidence anyways that James ever really believed or did anything to follow Jesus until after the resurrection, which uh, I know one professor I had would say that's one of the strong proofs of the validity and reality of the bodily resurrection of Jesus. But So James was a leader in the early church, um, was actually martyred, um, but obviously before he was martyred, wrote the book of James, um, and he says in chapter 5, verse 13, Is anyone suffering? Let him pray. Anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Anyone sick? Let him call for the elders of the church to pray. 
And the prayer of faith will save the one who's sick. The Lord will raise him up. If he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. And then verse 16 is the one we want to emphasize today. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. We hear that second part a lot, you know, like, hey, we should pray. The prayer is powerful. Prayer of righteous person, you know, and, and but the part before that, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. I, I think that's the part where many of us struggle. Um, at least I know I struggle is the, the confessing sin and then praying together because um, a lot <laughs> Many of us who are growing in our faith sometimes feel like we almost need to pray in like a C.S. Lewis voice, which I love me some C.S. Lewis. I think I've read just about everything he wrote, even the science fiction ones, which I just didn't like. But um, he, uh, if you ever hear, he has, there's an audio recording of the four loves and it's like the four loves. They are four loves. And it's uh, pretty rough to listen to. Um, but we try to pray like that. Like, dear Lord, so-and-so is sick. Please bless them. And if it be thy will, grant them your healing mercies, Lord. And it's more a ritual and almost like an act. And instead of being passionate and saying, Father, we know in Jesus' name you can heal people. It's evident. You know, just being passionate and fired up about praying. And, 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 and I think that's kind of the idea behind this. But But right before that, we see people confessing to one another and we see people saying, Hey, look, we need to come together and confess our sins to one another and pray for one another. And that can be awkward a little bit sometimes is to sit down and say, look, brother, sister, this is the sin that I'm struggling with. Um, but what happens in that moment? Vulnerability. And if that person has Jesus first, they're going to pray with you and they're going to love you. And if they don't, they're going to go, you know, go about their way. But that kind of tells you a little bit about their character and you still had your heart in the right place. This doesn't mean that we, we do like a at my Christian college sometimes or be like, public prayer and, you know, confession and like people would stand up and sometimes say completely inappropriate things publicly. Um, oh, there are stories, but, um, but no, I mean, sit down and wisely, you know, say, Hey, I know that you care about me and this isn't something I want public, but please, I confess that I'm struggling with this sin. I confess that this is an issue in my life. Um, and you know what? It's worth it. And this is kind of the first point that God laid on my heart, uh, is that, Heaven, I mean, is this is outright in Scripture. Heaven is going to be so much better. You know, the glory will be so much better, Paul talks about, than anything we can potentially go through here on earth. Um, so think about, like, the worst way you could die. You know, for me, I've like, drowning would be terrible, obviously getting burned, you know, suffering, whatever. And then really there's nothing worse than what Jesus went through, the crucifixion. Um, but that pain, it, it, for us whatever happens here, it's, it's just going to be temporary. And you can, you compare the glory of heaven and the stress from work, the stress from the bank account, the stress from whatever person or people have hurt you or are hurting you. There's not even a comparison that's close. And, and in this life, we're always going to be comfortable. If you have Jesus, you're always going to be comfortable and uncomfortable. Romans talks about how while we're here, the flesh and the spirit are constantly battling. But there's only one way you're going to find that true comfort, and that's in following Jesus and repenting and walking with him. And part of that process is confessing and then praying and saying, we have sin. Remember, Scripture tells us not if, but when we sin. So many of us portray this image, and we fail to sit down and actually be real with people. or We think that we can handle it on our own, and we know deep in our heart we can't, and Satan in that instance has us deceived. So I hope that you'll think of somebody or some people that you can get open and honest with and, and really just sit down and say, this is where I'm at. And that person, if they're following Jesus, 
will love you, will hug you, will be there for you. And we all sin and we all have sins that we need to confess to other people and then confess to God and ask for forgiveness. Um, So remember, it says here in verse 16, therefore confess your sins to one another. Doesn't say if, or it just says, hey, there's some sins that it's a good idea to have somebody confess to and then hold you accountable. Um, and, and that little discomfort that you see and that, that you or that you experience in feeling vulnerable um, is going to be so much better when the healing occurs, when the forgiveness of God occurs, and it pales in, compar- in comparison to eternity. Um, so that's kind of the first thought. And then secondly, I was reading something this week and it talked about commodities, and I, I therefore Googled commodity and it's something that like you know you can trade i'm not a like a uh, economy or economical or business person although a lot of people probably knew what commodity meant but it's something like apples or metal or you know something that where there are markets and and things like that and 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 what god laid on my heart is that jesus is not a commodity Uh, jesus isn't something that we trade he isn't something we say okay i'm gonna invest in this so that i can get a return um he's absolutely not something that's uh, temporary we know that um, he's not something that um, we would ever, at least looking at things objectively, could ever possibly be um, have anything that comes close to having value. Um, but we tend to struggle with viewing Jesus or viewing things in general as, is this worth my time or not? Is this something that I want to invest in? And this is a huge byproduct of the information age that we live in and how we have natural filters. Um, every time that we interact with the internet, we immediately start saying, what's the source of this? What's this news? You know, and and we just keep going on and on and on thinking, okay, and and our minds are just consistently filtering. But yeah, we sit in a quiet room and we can't just be content. We can't just hang out. As a matter of fact, Pascal talks about that. That's one of mankind's biggest problems is they have a hard time sitting in a room. Well, if it was hard for them back then, how much harder is it for us now when our brains are consistently stimulated, consistently filtering information and, and and we approach Jesus like that and say hmm is he worth my time is he worth more than me watching this next you know binge thing on Netflix or whatever else we do with our time and we have so much time and we also have so much information and it's not necessarily a bad thing i was curious so i i googled uh, the number of bears in europe the lifespan of a wallaby and the number of bolts in an Eif- in the eiffel tower it took me about a minute, not even, to find out there are 17,000 estimated bears in Europe. Wallabies live 12 to 15 years, and there are 2.5 million bolts in the Eiffel Tower. So <laughs> taking that access to information that we have, and, and how can we use that for Scripture, for God's glory, to learn more and more about Him? All the research that people have done, we can take any word in English or in the original language, biblical languages, find out how many times it's used, find out you know how it's translated this way or that way, and, and it, it just at a Google. It's it's free. It's online at different websites. And yet, at least with me, you know, I sit back and I play my Star Wars video game, and as soon as I and then my mind kind of goes numb, as one person would say, it's my nothing box in a sense. And as soon as I start doing some research, yeah, it's interesting a lot of times, but my mind starts wandering two minutes into it, and I start thinking about Star Wars, or maybe my Ohio State website is updated, and we got an awesome new football recruit or whatever. Um, and we're constantly weighing these things back and forth, but we can't weigh Jesus that way. And so number two, Jesus is not a commodity, so he must be a conviction and not a convenience. He should be a conviction not a convenience. That means that we shouldn't have Jesus in our life when we feel like it. This, I think this will be good. I think he'll help me a little bit. I think he's a nice guy. 
it should be a conviction every day. And if we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit telling us, hey, you're not living right. And he makes us, as kind of said at the first point, uncomfortable until the point where we confess and get right with him. And there's nothing more freeing and comfortable and amazing than that opportunity, which is to confess and just have that peace that surpasses all understanding that overwhelms our heart and comes into our lives. Um, So again, Jesus is not a commodity. He has to be a conviction and not a convenience. And so, so thirdly, um, the, the point is, uh, number three, is I want to say that your circumstances are going to change, but God's character never will. Your, your circumstances are going to change, but God's character never will. I kind of feel like I'm preaching right now. Um, maybe I am a little bit, but that was not kind of the original idea of this. But anyways, um, so we've had the chances we've doing what we've been called to do to, to visit a lot of places, places I never thought I'd be able to go. And some were really cool. So thankful to get a chance to go, but there's none that are really satisfying in the sense that, you know, you, you, you go to this famous thing and, and, um, you've seen it in pictures, you've seen it in videos and then you walk up to it and it's like, huh? Yep. That looks exactly like all the pictures. And it's not, I mean, it's cool, but it's not like, oh, man, my life has now changed forever because I got a chance to see the Berlin Wall, which actually I never got a chance to see, but the Eiffel Tower, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like a thing like, huh, but that's never the case with God. God always exceeds our expectations. Um, God always, 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 if we truly repent and truly walk with him and spend time communing and worshiping and just following where he wants us to go, it's never a letdown like, huh, it's like a, whoa, Lord, he just blew my mind again. Um, but sometimes we struggle um, in life. And sometimes we look at God and know we should look at him and we don't. And sometimes it's our circumstances, it's the struggles that we're having, that we're sitting back, sort of like that filter we were talking about, and and say, I don't know if that's okay. Um, You know, I think that's kind of unfair. I think that person got a raw deal. I think I'm getting a raw deal. I did the right thing, and the person who was wrong to me is getting promoted, or everyone likes them, and now I look like a turd when the person that was wrong looks good. Like, what's up with that, God? That's not... It's not fair. I think God should make sense to my flesh. I think God should make sense to my fallen mind. And there's an element of this is just being honest. Uh, you know, you look at can- people with cancer who, you know, get these terrible diseases, people who are abused and all just the awful things in life. And it's okay to be like, Lord, this is kind of messed up. Like, I don't understand why that happened to them. I don't understand why this happened to me. And that's honest. But when it becomes the problem is when we're almost accusing God and saying, that's unfair, God, that's not real. Or that is, that's, sorry, not, not that is, that's not real, but that's, you know, that's, if, if that's how you are, then, you know, I don't know if I want to be part of you because God should make sense to my mind. And this is the thing, and a, and a point that I think God's teaching me more and more is if God was a formula, hearts wouldn't change. If God was a formula, hearts would not change. Um, I can't not laugh when I do those sound effects. Um, But I hope that makes sense. So what this means is if you could do like almost like a magic book, right? And have like a magic potion, boom, boom. Now people are cured of cancer. Um, Boom, boom. 
you know, now there's money in your bank account. You know, you oil, you know, sprinkle oil of owl and, you know, mule neck or whatever and, and put it in a pot and stir it around. And, you know, it's just these silly things, these silly ideas we have of, of magic, essentially, is what a lot of people want. And the critics, at least the worldly critics, say, well, wait, if God is so good, then why does this happen? Why does that happen? We all know, first of all, we live in a fallen world and it's not permanent. Uh, second, that Jesus died. So that shows that he understands and he came and actually suffered more than anybody else. Um, but third, that if God was a formula, then people's hearts still wouldn't change. If we knew automatically that we could do something to get out of our problem, um, if we knew automatically we could do something to get out of our problem, then people would do that, but they still wouldn't learn more about who God is or what he wants for them, which is a changed heart. So again, your circumstances are going to change. God's character never will. So whether those circumstances are good or bad, God's character of loving you unconditionally, God's character of having sent Jesus Christ to forgive you for your sins if you put your faith in him and follow him, that the, God's character of just unfathomable, incredible love for you despite everything you've done and his desire for you to turn around and understand where true peace, true comfort are, that is not going to change. Uh, so in summary, uh, number one, um, is the discomfort on earth is going to pale in comparison to the amazing time we have in heaven. So it's worth it. And it's worth it evangelistically as well. Uh, just because you're uncomfortable talking to somebody, but understand that their eternity, uh, their, you know, their eternity depends on God, obviously, but also God may be using you and spurring you to talk to them about him and, and that you should do that. So get over that discomfort and understand that we're going to be comforted for all of eternity in worshiping where there'll be pain and death and tears no more. Number two, Jesus is not a commodity. Uh, he must be conviction, not convenience. And then lastly, your circumstances are going to change. Um, God's character never will change. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this. Um, it's really a, it's really encouraging to do. And I hope you got a laugh. I hope God taught you something. Um, and I really, really love and appreciate everybody. Let's pray and then we'll be done. Father, thank you for our time together today. Thank you for time in your word. And uh, thank you for not changing, Lord. And thank you for your character. Um, Lord, this world needs your love. It needs your light. I pray for anybody who took the time to listen to this and for myself, that we would be sensitive to what you're doing, that we would be a part of what you're doing, Lord, that we would not listen to the lies of the devil, but to be, be able to discern your word of truth, your objective word of truth, Lord, that never changes. Um, Father, um, help us to rest in, in your love. Help us to always be going to show the world who you are. And help us to never be complacent, Father. Uh, we love you so much. And again, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. So thankful for your love. Um, thank you for always being there. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. Hope everyone's doing well. And uh, we'll talk to you shortly. If you have any questions or things that you would like me to talk about, please feel free to message me. I think I know every single person who <laughs> listens to this. Um, so feel free to message me personally. Um, or any feedback, I, you know, or different format, anything, or just say, Hey, you know, you have a big head or something. <laughs> I don't know, but I love talking to you guys, love hearing from you. So God bless. Take care.